This is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Chris provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Road to Retirement with Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Welcome back to Road to Retirement. My name is Chris Anselmo. I'm here with Matt and our co-host, Tony. Tony, how you doing? I am doing great, Chris. I've had a good week. Uh, All things considered, you know, still uh, trying to ride the highs and lows of 2020 at this point but uh other than that it's over yeah yeah (laughs) and and we introduced matt a few uh, episodes ago he joined our firm he's an elder care attorney and uh primarily dealing with people ready or pre-planning for nursing homes and and long-term care issues so so today we thought we'd talk about um crisis planning like you know you didn't do a lot of upfront planning and like mom or dad has to they need care what, what do we do so tony i think you go through this with your was it your dad somebody in your well, family yeah well my mom had to go into uh, a care facility and she was in transitional care but we thought we, she'd need to stay in there but it turns out that um they had misdiagnosed her she has parkinson's and they oh, thought okay. she had Louis Bodies uh, dementia with That's that. That's what my dad had. Yeah, but but she didn't have the Louis Bodies. She actually was um, her memory and speech went for a little bit because she fell because of her Parkinson's yeah. hit her head. Um, but uh, she had to rehab because she had a problem with her nervous system and moving because of Parkinson's. But she's out. The good news is she she's, she's she back was, on the farm with your dad. She's back on the farm and doing great. <laughs> And as sharp as attack, just not, I mean, the Parkinson's is still tough. She still can't move yeah. around. But but we've also been going through it with my wife's mom. She is in assisted yeah. living, uh, and her memory isn't the greatest. And now her dad's wife, uh, his second wife, has uh, she needs to be in uh, a memory care unit. So we're dealing with it on all fronts with our parents. Yeah, uh, and I think most people easy. just don't think it's going to happen to them right Right. Uh, it's never going to happen to me but yeah we talked about the stats before two out of three people sometime are going to need care so right and we were scrambling my dad and i my dad and i were scrambling when my mom went in there and it looked like she's gonna have to stay in there and like wouldn't ever come home uh you know we're scrambling to get the medical power of attorneys and all that stuff that we should have had done before right plus you're scrambling just to find a place yep exactly because a short story with my dad, he was in one place and then uh, he was having trouble sleeping. So they sent him to the hospital trying to get the meds right or whatever. And then when he was at the hospital, they called up and said, we don't want him back. Like, what? Wait, what? What? <laughs> you got to go find another nursing home. So I had like a day to find another nursing oh, home. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. I mean, I didn't even have clothes. I had to go out and buy him clothes. Right, so we could dress him from the hospital gown to uh, take him to the other place. But uh, yep. yeah, luckily, you know, there's more and more places now, but they're filling up yeah they're building them uh they're filling up faster than they can build them they're they just built two new ones near near us here and they're huge and beautiful looking facilities uh but there's a waiting list right so matt so (laughs) 
grandma or grandpa or mom or dad um they find out they they need care and they can't maybe they can stay home maybe they can't and they didn't do the five-year medicaid trust that we talked about on their shows they haven't done any pre-planning they didn't buy long-term care insurance are they going to spend all their assets well if they continue to do nothing they are and that's the the cold reality is if you don't do any planning then you'll just spend and spend until the nursing home tells you hey you're you've spent down enough that you're eligible for Medicaid so we're going to just out. apply for you and not <laughs> well, get out and find another place I was going to say some of them that don't accept Medicaid yeah, right the nicer they, assisted living centers and memory care units don't accept Medicaid right uh, I know around here and especially like you just said Tony those ones that they're building a lot of the new assisted living communities and that that have a a memory care side to them they're not going to accept public benefits because nope. those be were expensive to build they have to yep. be able to make something off well, of plus them. there's probably guidelines that specific guidelines for Medicaid beds versus regular beds and you know right you, you have to get certified and you have to fill out all kinds of paperwork and go through gotta, I mean there's a lot of hoops you know, to jump through so different type of shower handle or door <laughs> handle I mean it's all kinds of stuff like that that you don't think about but and but, I, and I think that the biggest um, thing that I've noticed from families is they don't they don't think to call an, an attorney, whether it, be, it should be an elder law attorney, but, but any attorney, because they're not thinking in terms of well, what can we do? They're like, we're already here. We're, we're at the emergency. There's, there's probably nothing that can be done. And in a lot of family dynamics, it's typically the, the daughter or um, daughter-in-law that is the one kind of spearheading the the planning for mom or dad and they're the ones that would need to think to make that call but what are they what do they have on their plates instead think about that they you know they have to go to work every day they may have an upcoming project they have to get the kids ready for school right now they might have the kids at home so they need to get them set up with all their online things they're they're dealing with the other parent that is still at home that you know, still needs help with things. Um, all of these thoughts and just exhausting activities are, are going through their minds. And, and it's not until six, eight months later that they realize, Hey, we, we haven't done anything. anything and we, we just spent 50 or $60,000 of mom and dad's savings. And, um, and they think, hey, that that was our inheritance. So, no, I'm just well, kidding. But uh, but but it might not. They might not be thinking that. But they might think, well, what are we going to do with mom now at home? Because dad's in the nursing home, yeah. eating up all of their savings. Their savings. What she is she going to move in with us? Is she, are we going to have to have her full time? Because you know she went from having uh, a comfortable standard of living where dad's social security and pension were coming in every month. And when he goes into the care facility, his income and they go away. Yeah. He's, you have to pay for the, look, it's 10 grand a month. 
Right. Pay so, or leave. So his so his share of cost comes from his income. So, you know, anything that that his income doesn't cover then gets pulled out of the rest of their savings, but she went from living off maybe 4 or 5,000 dollars a month to $2,000 a month yeah. with her own just standard social security. And her so, expenses didn't go down. Right. And the, no difference in expenses. The house still needs to be operating and utilities need to be paid. So maybe a little less beer for dad. <laughs> so there's all of these, all of these issues that are converging at one point. And there's normally one person carrying that burden and they, are just spent. I mean, Tony, you just described it all. You have two or three people in your family going through this. Yep, exactly. Yeah, three people uh, going through it, and, and really four if you can't. Her dad as well uh, was in the hospital and needed some transitional care, and, and then they're looking for somebody who can take care of both him and his wife, Suni, who has memory care issues. So, yeah, it's tough. Everybody. I mean, they say what one in two people. Right now, yeah. need it? Yeah, or yeah two out, it's supposed to be two Two out of three people over 70 will use it sometime, like in their home, and their house, you know, somewhere along that line. And the other thing is not every all the kids are local anymore. There's more kids living away. You know, they, yep. went, to, they went to school in another, in another state, and they liked it, and they stayed. They're out in Colorado now, and, you know, they just can't, like, hop over here and take care of mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm from Worthington, Minnesota, and I, I'm telling you, no, out of the hundred people that I graduated with, no one stayed. <laughs> I mean, there's nobody. They they all live on dirt road out of town. Yeah, they're all in the cities now. I mean, no one stayed. So, well, and this is usually the time of year that people start to come home, and we often see an uptick in phone calls from families because. Kids came back for the holidays. They're in town for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Who knows what oh. is going to happen this yeah, year? They see mom and dad decline. But they see that change in, oh, they're not getting around as well as they were last year. Or their house is nowhere near the level of of clean that it's always been. Or mom, and, mom leaves the stove on and, and scary yeah, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And that, that literally happened to my dad. So, and it was. Not, yeah. I just forgetfulness. So, so my dad was cooking a hot dog or something. He's boiling a hot dog in in the kitchen, and then I came over and I was out in his backyard doing something in his shed. And he eventually came out. And this is well before he, everything had kicked in for him. But all of a sudden, I heard a fire alarm go off in the house. Mm. Actually, the siren went off, and it was because the water had boiled down. It caused smoke. The smoke set off the alarm. Police were calling. I'm like. And I was just, that was just a hot dog, you know, yeah. but it happens. Yep. So man, what, what, I mean, okay. So what's our, what can we do? So I think that if we boil it down to the, that's funny. You said yeah, no down. pun intended, no, no, no pun intended there, uh, to kind of the, probably the most straightforward example, you have one surviving parent, a, a widow or widower who they're the one that needs care. And let's say they have a hundred thousand dollars of savings left. So they well, won't, they won't qualify. They won't qualify for any benefits until they've spent down to $2,000. That's that number isn't 
uniform across all states, pretty but it's close. pretty close. Not much, very it's, little. It's been a ridiculously low amount. Yeah. Right. So so the the care facility will tell family, okay, well, your mom needs to spend $98,000 before she receives any care. Well, the way that that Medicaid planning works for an elder law attorney, there's it, it's nothing there's no magic yeah there is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners it's all magical right there, but but at the end of the day we're just we're using the rules and we're applying them as the county departments that that are in charge of medicaid use them you so, know we so try and save some of that 100 grand right so what where people often get in trouble is they'll think well i'm just going to give all of my money away and I'll, I'll tell them that I'm broke. Tony, put your hand down. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but what happens is when, when, when you, you know, when mom gave away $98,000 here in Ohio, it's roughly for every about $7,000 that you give away. That's one month that Medicaid would not pay for you if you're otherwise eligible. You know, there's that five year look back that we've talked about quite a bit. Right. So that's all, that's over a year for them. Exactly. So they'll they'll say, hey, you we can look at your finances. We saw you transfer that money. We saw you, you know, yeah, you took it in cash and you didn't have a receipt for what you did with it. So we assume and in this case, rightly, that you just gave it to people. So, you know, ninety eight thousand divided by seven. I mean, that's. Yeah. Whatever, over 12, yeah 13 months, i was yeah. gonna say yeah 14 15 months of of not being able to pay and and what happens when the kids use that money and don't have a way to get it back to mom right, so well now she can't go into the facility she has to stay home and somebody has to care for her because we don't have a means of of paying for her care and that happens all the time where so, people so a lot get of misconceptions that like nursing homes are going to take your house. They're going to take your car. They're going to take, they don't take anything. They just give you a bill and say, here's the bill. It's nine grand for, for November. Pay it or take your mom out of here. Right. Right. So, so they're not physically taking anything other than a check. So if, if you gave away the money, like you and you can't come up with the nine grand, they said, well, then you don't get to stay here and you don't qualify for Medicaid yet. So, you're Sorry. To, so, so you have to wait that penalty period, however many months divide. You know that gift divided so, so by. So, for example, let's say it was a year. I didn't do do all the math in my head, but so they they just say, look, we don't care how you pay it. Either pay it or leave, or in twelve months come back and see us. Right. Which is kind of sad, but um, and and then well and then in that year that's where even more catastrophic falls happen and that's oh, yeah. when so they're probably alone they don't have the help they don't have the nurses around or yeah or you see a lot of time the whichever family caregiver has been providing services free of charge you know they're run down and ragged and and their health declines yeah, yeah. because they, they can't take they can't they're burning candle at both ends at that point yeah so let's say they come to us before they give the money away so she has the hundred grand is there there's got to be something you could do right so we use we use strategic we use gifting in a strategic manner we are 
concerned with how much money they have from an asset standpoint, how much of income can cover the nursing home bill, and then what that cost of care is. And we can run calculations and we can figure out if we give a certain number of, you know, a certain amount away. And when I say we give it away, we don't just give it to kids. We normally set up a trust because that trust can be our our holding tank that if we need to dip back into it, we know the money's still there. You know, it doesn't you give it to the kids. That they might spend it. Right. They right. will spend it. Right. So so from there, we then we tell the county, hey, look, we we made a gift and we tell them how much it was. And they tell us that there's a penalty period. And we say, great. We then use other types of, uh, you know, legal and financial instruments to use the remaining money that mom had and pay through that penalty period. And what it comes down to in most situations, we can probably save about half. Okay. If they come into us early on, you wow. know, right as the, the, the plan is uh, taking shape and they're in the process of moving in, you know, it, it might be as high as 60 or 70% that we could save, but. So in our example, that's 50, 60 grand. Right. But there's the, I mean, what if she had 200 grand? It's a hundred grand then. So, I mean, it's like, well, why would you not try and plan it if you could? I mean, it's just a catastrophic amount of money. People always talk about the fact that, you know, if you have multi-million dollars, you don't worry about long-term care and you don't have issues. Well, they have other issues and, and a lot of it might be tax related, but you never hear them really talk about how badly they got burned because they know when they need someone to help them figure out how to fix their issue. Even the multimillionaires, they don't want to spend money they don't have to. So, I mean, even we talked about that when we talked about social security planning with Tony, like they say, oh, the multimillionaires don't care if they get an extra 500 bucks a month. Yeah, they do. Oh yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. So, so they're like, look, we paid it. We probably paid in more to that than most of the other people. Why shouldn't we be get entitled to it? Exactly. Even, you know, we talked about that when uh, people are 60, like 65 or 62 or whatever, and they have minor children, right? It's second marriage, how they can get an extra check, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, the planning's available, but you just, you have to, you have to take action. Right. Right. Knowing it is, it's great if you're listening and you're Tony, saying, we know how hey, to lose weight, right? Um, I know how. I know how, you know, <laughs> it's simple, but it's not easy. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it. I mean, the last time right. I exercised was during the Carter administration. That may have something <laughs> to do with it. I'm kidding. Matt, Matt can't speak right now. I mean, he wasn't even born during the Carter administration, but, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy Carter, Carter was a president, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I know. I, I do know that, but he's right. I was not born yet. <laughs> it was, no, we won't go into that. Those four years, those four years are wasted. But, uh, yeah, so, so basically there, there are things we can do to help save some of the money. As long as the, there is still money, it's not too late. You know, the, the, the worst part is when people come in they spend and they've it already they say, spent hey, it and they're like, what can we do? Yeah. Oh, they're not going to give it back. So, right. So, but the, the, so that's kind of crisis planning. Something's happening immediately. We don't have this five-year window. You know, ideally you like to work ahead of time within, you know, before the five years happen so we could really save a ton of money. But, um, yeah, I just, 
And people aren't getting this information from the nursing homes. Nursing homes, look, they just want you to pay the monthly. They don't really care. They don't care if you're getting it from Medicaid or whatever. They just want that. Give me eight grand a month, 10 grand a month. If you can't leave, right? And don't be so crass about it, but I mean, it, it, I mean, that, that's it. Like they're it's not, ta- they're not taking your car. They're not taking your house. They're not taking, when we talk about taking your house, it's be, not, it's when Medicaid eventually. So in that situation that we just talked about, mom might hit, still have a house. And then all that money that Medicaid is going to spend on her, they're going to put a lien on the house. Right. And it was too late at that point to get the house protected. So we you really, you know, you got to do it early. Yeah. And you never know when's, when's early. So early is like now. <laughs> right. right. If, if everybody knew the exact date they were going to need care, then we would have those meetings lined up well in advance and they'd yeah. say, I need to do it right now. Well, you don't know. So, I mean, I, I, I ask people how, what are you comfortable with leaving exposed? If something happens to you tomorrow, close your eyes. Are you, are you ready for those costs? What's, what's your spouse going to do? What are what's your family going to do? And a lot of times the answer is, well, I don't want to lose anything. Well, then you have to take some action. And a lot of, a lot of times it's not the, uh, purely the mental thing that degrades over time. So we got some time to, it could be a stroke, like a stroke happens now and boom, right? You can't use half your body, right? right. You need care where, you know, if you get, you know, Louis bodies or Parkinson's, you see it coming a little bit that you got a little bit of time to plan. Um, but it, it often isn't that, that case. Right. right. But there, the good news is in one sense, the, the, there are ways to plan for it. If you do plan in advance and plan for it financially. And, um, there are things that you can do. And now they have so many different, you know, options, uh, to planning for it and covering it. And, uh, you don't have to buy the really expensive, typical long-term care insurance. Uh, that's getting harder to find, but there are other types of uh, coverage for long-term care you can get. And I know, uh, Chris, you help people financially plan for it to right. make sure right. they have money for there's some There's some insurance products or, or hybrid products, annuities, life insurance type of stuff to try and protect. But, you know, you really need to go to someone that specializes it. One yes. reason we brought Matt in, um, you know, this isn't something you're going to go to the guy who does the car accidents on the side of the bus. Right? No, it just not, no. Right? No, and you need, and, and I, th- I love the fact that, <sighs> Matt, that they, there's a specialist like you that specializes in elder uh, care law uh, so you can have everything in order ahead of time. Yeah, I, I, I mean, absolutely. It's um, it's such a specialty now. I mean, it's like a subset of estate planning, right? It's kind of like it's, you know, you need a heart surgery, but you need the guy who knows how to do the valve, right? Right. It's and, it's becoming it, it's becoming its own practice area of law, and and you know, probably ten fifteen years from now, what we think of as estate planning will probably be elder law. So elder, you know, remember, so elder law is pre-estate planning. Like estate planning is when you're, when you're dead and dying, you know, what happens then? So, you know, one of the issues is if you don't do your elder law, your elder care uh, planning, there may not be an estate left, right? right. So if you spend three, four, five hundred thousand dollars on the, uh, um, on the estate, um, it's not going to, um, there's not going to be anything left for the, Okay, so um, if you need to get a hold of us, uh, 216-485-1040 or check out our website at anselmolaw.com. 
um, add any parting words? Because we're already 20 some minutes into this. That's, this, just, this goes so fast every time. Time so, flies no, when you're having you. fun. But well, guys, great show today. And one more time, Chris, if they want to set up an appointment with yourself or Matt, uh, what's that number again? 216-485-1040. All right. And that does it for today's episode of The Road to Retirement with our host, Chris Anselmo. Thank you for listening to Road to Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Chris Anselmo from Brookside Tax and Financial Group. Call 440-886-3550 or visit them online at brooksidetax.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Brookside Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Brookside Tax and Financial Group, LLC, an affiliated company. Chris Anselmo and Brookside Tax Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.